You're listening to a Royal Children's Hospital Education Hub podcast. Hello and welcome to the Paediatric Papers podcast. Bite-sized summaries of pivotal paediatric articles so you can consume important research on the go. My name's Jai, I'm one of the Education Hub Fellows, and today is the 27th of August 2020. One of the things I found hardest during my training, and I still wrestle with these days, is learning when not to do something, when not to do a test, when not to give a medicine. And one of the times I found this hardest was when parents' families came in very distressed with a child who had feeding difficulties. They were at their wit's end, um, fighting this primal need to make sure that their child put on enough weight. Um, And when we had medicines like antacids at our disposal, I often wondered why we didn't start them sooner. It took me a long time to fully appreciate the reasons why some consultants I worked with would hold off on starting a PPI until other things had been tried, and why some consultants were so almost militant at making sure that PPIs were stopped when a child came in and they thought that they were being inappropriately prescribed. Today's paediatric paper tries to provide some context around that clinical scenario and why some clinicians choose to practice this way, reserving a PPI to the last or as a last measure. Please remember, as always, these podcasts are going to focus on the positive findings within a study only um, and about how we can translate that information into our day-to-day work. So for more detailed information, a closer look at the study and some extra resources, please check out the Paediatric Papers website for more information. Having said all of that, let's get started. Today's article comes to us from Mitre and his colleagues in the United States and is titled The Association Between Use of Acid Suppressive Medications and Antibiotics During Infancy and Allergic Diseases in Early Childhood. This was published in the JAMA Pediatrics Journal in June of 2018. This is a very large retrospective cohort study of almost 800,000 US children. How did they get that many, you ask? All of these children were born to families who worked within defence. And in the US, those defence workers and their children all receive subsidised health care. But in order to access that, all their health care gets listed within a special database for medical billing. So they, similar to our PBS, went back and had a look at all the records on this database and tracked to see which of these almost 800,000 children had used antibiotics had allergies or been diagnosed with allergies and had also used antacid or acid suppressive medicines, namely antihistamines or protein pump inhibitors. The study used hazard ratios and there's more information regarding the use of hazard ratios on the Education Hub Paediatric Papers website to try and see how much the use of acid suppressant medicines might increase a child's risk of either infections and they use the prescription of antibiotics as a surrogate marker for this and the risk of being diagnosed on this health database with an allergic disease. If you find time I'd highly recommend having a look at the article itself and the hyperlink is on the written paediatric papers summary that talks through the associations between all three factors the acid suppressant medicines antibiotics, and allergic diseases. In short, the results were quite damning. 
The researchers looked at all infants and infants they classified as children less than six months who were prescribed acid suppressant medicines, either in short courses, so less than 60 days, and long courses, so more than those 60 days, and they followed them up until they were 12 years old. Interpreting hazard ratios is a bit tricky, but in very general terms, the study found that children who were prescribed any sort of acid suppressant medicine, so whether that was an antihistamine or a protein pump inhibitor or a PPI, had significantly increased risk of every type of allergic disease. And whilst this risk seemed to be increased even further if they had a long course of acid suppressants, aka were on the medicine for more than 60 days, even those who had shorter courses were at significantly higher risk than the normal population. The most common allergic diseases that children given acid suppressants seem to be at higher risk of were cow's milk allergy, their risk jumping from 2 in 100 to 4 in 100, so doubling. But there was also a marked increase of their risk of childhood asthma, allergic conjunctivitis and urticaria. Both acid suppressant medicines seem to be bad, but if you had to pick one, it seems we would pick the antihistamine blocker, because the protein pump inhibitors seem to have an even higher risk associated with them. Similarly, being prescribed an antibiotic before your six-month birthday was also associated with a significantly increased risk of developing an allergic disease, particularly asthma. Infants who received Antibiotics before they turned six months seem to have a twofold risk of asthma, but also an increased risk of, again, other allergies, including cow's milk and egg allergies, anaphylaxis, allergic conjunctivitis, and allergies to medicines, not to mention other things like atopic dermatitis, allergic rhinitis, contact dermatitis, recurrent urticaria. In short, they suggested that even a single course of antibiotics before six months increased your risk of nearly every sort of allergic disease. For what it's worth, antibiotics, however, didn't seem to have a dose-dependent risk. So one course, three courses, seven courses of antibiotics before your six-month birthday didn't seem to increase your risk further of any allergic diseases. The risk was all the same. So in summary, this very large retrospective cohort study from the US suggests that if you were to prescribe an infant either antibiotics or any acid suppressant medicines before they turn six months old, you are putting them at a significantly higher risk of developing a multitude of allergic diseases before they get to high school. Now, it's not quite as simple as all of that. And again, maybe have a little look at the Pediatric Papers website to talk about how this might be interpreted, some of the things overlying some of the biases that might be at play. There's also some good information there with regards to some of the other side effects we've found associated with acid suppressant medicines, including the cancer risk that was associated with ranitidine so strongly that it's been recalled. To put it in context, some of the publications about the true population prevalence of different food allergies here in Melbourne, the stats found by the Health Nuts Murdoch Research Group. So perhaps a nice article to have in your back pocket next time you have a consultation with a family who are having troubles with feeding difficulties to show them exactly why you might hesitate or think long and hard before prescribing an acid suppressant medicine or antibiotics when you're not certain it's needed. That's it for this episode of Pediatric Papers. Please give the podcast a like if you enjoyed it and leave us any comments and feedback down below. Remember, the better your feedback, the better this podcast. To get involved, send us an email at education.hub 
at rch.org.au and check back every Monday for a brand new Paediatric Papers episode. Thanks for listening. Please view the description section below for more information on this topic. The Education Hub is a collaboration between the Royal Children's Hospital and the University of Melbourne Department of Paediatrics and funded by the RCH Foundation.